0: Episode five of the card is going to change, presented by AIW Absolute Intense Wrestling, based in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio, and sponsored by Smart Mark Video and the This Is Awesome Wrestling Show. Make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Google Play Store. Follow AIW on Twitter at AIW. Follow AIW on Twitter at AI Wrestling. Facebook, Instagram, and visit www.aiwrestling.com for events, merch, and more. I'm your host, Glenn Moore, and joining me in studio, like always, are co-owners of AIW, John Thorne and Chandler Biggins. And this episode, we're going to be recapping what went right and what what went wrong for What's in the Basement Klopek, and it was also the... Broadcast debut of yours truly, uh, the color commentary of this show. Full show. I want to give you guys a big thank you for letting me uh, sit on the mic for the whole show. Don't remind us. It's just because Carson couldn't make it. Jeez. It would, it would have One been... of many cancellations. Oh, So let's get into it. Uh, the original plan for the show, you had Grado coming in. You had Brian Myers uh, coming in. Myers is the AIW staple. Grado has been... Uh, featured last couple of years here in AIW. Those two couldn't make it, so you bring in the franchise. Shane Douglas, a face-off against Brian Carson. First of all, what happened with Grado and Brian Myers?
1: If only it uh, went that simple, the way you said. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I'm glad I got my, my Vegas Fuel cracked open. I'm ready to uh, explain what was supposed to happen and what uh, didn't happen. I, I guess, first and foremost... Uh, the show was never even supposed to have that many stars on it to begin with. Um, it was initially supposed to be like a student kind of—I don't want to call it a B show, but a B show, like you know, a, a match or a show like uh, like a road show. Yeah, more heavily featuring. Uh, they had to be students to get them in there and get them some experience, and then uh, just you know, out of nowhere, that that changed drastically uh, because TNA canceled their their set of television tapings so we had all these uh tna people kind of hitting us up to get booked and you know that's where grado came into play and um ec3 we had asked a long time ago about the date and then he couldn't do it because of tna and then you know then he's you know he was available and then uh djz was available so um initially You know, it was just supposed to be kind of a a more conservative lineup uh, to get the students some experience. And And that
2: uh, was uh, one of the only free weekends we had uh, availability for Flamita.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Flamita was, you know, uh, he's a guy that we'd been trying to book forever, um, you know, thanks to, you know, people like Adam Lash, just on me relentlessly about having to book Flamita. So, you know, we had been going through various – Channels to you know to get in touch with him because you know it, it, booking booking somebody with uh, that doesn't speak the same language is, uh, it could prove to be very difficult uh, you know we had been working with Conan and then uh, Rob Viper and then uh, Randy uh, a guy named Randy who <laughs> oh. uh, who who actually flew out to uh, come to the show and he actually helped out in person with translating uh, and kind of bridging that that language gap. Uh, with Flamita. But, you know, that was one of the dates that we can get Flamita. And we really, really, really wanted to be one of the first uh, independent companies to feature Flamita because, um, you know, after, you know, seeing, you know, seeing him and, uh, you know, like I said, Adam Lash has sent me so much footage on this guy. Made that sweet video. And yeah, he made like that hype video about Flamita is coming and uh, all sorts of things. We definitely wanted to figure out a way to book him. Uh, and so many other dates didn't line up and he was available on this date. Uh, so we went ahead and, you know, we pulled the trigger on it. So it was going to be like Flamita students and we were going to book Sanjay Dutt because Sanjay Dutt's the fucking best. Uh, and then, you know, and we support global force, global force gold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, you know, we start, we start booking things and, uh, we were initially going to, uh, we wanted to bring Hawkins out and Brian Myers, uh, to work with one of our students he was going we wanted them to initially work with brian Meyer or to work with brian carson uh just because we've we figured it's you know it's hard to get these these students on shows doing singles matches and, and that's what they need to do uh and they need to learn from people that are better than them so you know we wanted to have you know brian carson get in there with brian myers and you know hope that he can learn some things and then you know, as the as TNA canceled their television tapings and more people became available and more people started contacting contacting us to get on, you know, plans changed. And uh, it quickly became Brian Myers versus Grado, which uh, I'll let Biggins, you know, d- discuss the Grado portion because uh, he's, you know, w- we deal with different people sometimes. Like, I have my guys, I book. Biggins has his guys, he books. And, like, uh we don't really we very rarely cross over on like the talent we're kind of in charge I of I think
2: uh I think like Coke Cabana and Sanjay are probably two of the only crossover guys. Usually Thorn has like a crew of guys and I have a crew of guys and they combined. But uh Greto I talked to him all the time on Voxer and he hit me up one night and was like You know, I'm going to be in America for TNA. I want to come up to your show. Let's figure it out. So then uh, him and Hawkins, or him and Myers, excuse me, uh, have wanted to work each other for a long time. Uh, So it seemed like a natural fit. But then uh, the week of the show, Grado hit me up from TNA and said that he had an emergency back home. And uh, he wasn't able to change his travel and anything, so he had to go back early, uh, which was unfortunate for us. But uh, then... Uh, Brian Myers, uh, we put him against Brian Carson, uh, and then what would you like? One a.m. the night before on Thursday yeah, night.
1: Yeah, like uh, so. Typically, uh, Myers hops in with like a van load of people coming from the East Coast, and you know, with Joey Joey Janello, who was originally supposed to, like he was originally supposed to be on this show. You know, he uh, got thrown off a building by Zandig. Uh, so he <laughs> is out a of that truck that was on fire. Yeah, into a flaming truck. Uh, for Game Changer Wrestling. So he was, you know, he was originally supposed to be on this show, um, and there was a carload of people coming from the East Coast. Uh, Joey Janela was forced to drop out, and then uh, Carson was forced to drop out. That's how you got booked, Glenmore. Uh, uh, Don't remind us. <laughs> so uh, we end up, uh, you know, Hawkins ends up kind of being the, uh, the, the sole guy coming from the East Coast. So we book him a flight on, uh, like Tuesday or Wednesday before the show, uh, like the week of, and, um, I'm at the airport picking up Shayna Baszler who landed at like one in the morning, Friday morning. And like, I get a text from Brian Myers and he was just like, my flight was just canceled. <laughs> like, Jesus. and like, I'm like, what? Like the, like it's not snowing. There's not, no, no natural disasters happening. Uh, his flight was canceled due to air traffic control issues
2: yeah and Uh, they said they had no clue what that means
1: so we're like well what the fuck like what the fuck do we do now um so i'm like picking this girl up at the airport uh and i text biggins i'm like dude you got to call the airport or something you know like uh and i'm like half asleep going what the fuck's going on yeah like so like i was like i you know i can't call i can't call the airport like i'm uh, picking her up. I have to, you know, I have to take her to her hotel and things. And I was like, you know, he's, he's was supposed to be at the airport at four o'clock in the morning. Cause his flight was at like five 30 AM. Uh, so we're like, fuck, like, what are we supposed to do? Um, uh, you know, he, he called like, he calls, um, whatever, what was it? American airlines or United or uh, United, I think United. And, uh, you know, basically they tell him like, Oh no problem. Uh you know, there's multiple flights flying to Cleveland throughout the day. Um he'll be able we'll, I think it was like eight AM, eleven AM, one, 1 PM and 3, and three PM. Yeah. And uh you know, we'll put them. We'll we'll get them on standby. It'll be no problem. Well, United failed to tell us that they had sold out of every single one of those flights that they uh, that that they said that he could get on.
2: And for whatever reason, they decided that day they were going to run smaller jets than normal.
1: Yeah, it was like they're all small airplanes or something, small jets. So, you know, Hawkins goes to the airport at like 6 a.m. and is like, "Hey, you know, I'm my flight was canceled. I'm here." for standby or whatever and
2: uh and they're like hey it's a good chance you might get on this eight o'clock so
1: like my phone is just going off throughout the day like didn't get on 8 a.m waiting for 10 first time but, on the but list every that,
2: time they like kept him on the hook every time they're like oh you'll probably get on the next one
1: yeah and then he didn't get on at 10 and then he didn't he didn't get on at the uh 11 or 12 or 1 or whatever it was and then finally three o'clock he didn't get on and uh he's like dude like i can't get on like I'm just I have to go home. Like there's I can't get there now. Like I think like that was the last flight coming out was like six PM or something, so there's no way that he could ever made yeah. it. So then And
2: I and I'm already at the venue at this point and we have nothing.
1: Yeah. So like we start scrambling and I start like hitting up anybody in my phone. Like I I talked to Rhino and Rhino's like, What time's the show? And I like I think this is like hopeful. Yeah. And then like He's just like, oh, I'd never make it in time. I was like, what? <laughs> like, uh, okay, why, like, why'd you even ask? And then, uh, you know, I tried to get hold of Zach Gowan, and like, he can't do it, and Chris Sabin, and Chris Sabin can't do it. Uh, and Shane, we actually thought of Shane
2: early, but we couldn't find a number for
1: him. Yeah, like, whatever number I had for Shane Douglas didn't work. Um, so then, like, it's boiling down to like, Shane Douglas, like, trying to find Shane Douglas's new, like, new phone number or a working phone number, or Sabu. And we're like, last time we booked Sabu, he rolled with, like, the dirtiest fucking crew I've ever seen in my life. Uh, we called it the Sabu Dirty Crew. So uh, we're like...
2: And uh, like, a dude that looked like uh, Sammy Hagar on the
1: show. Yeah, the Sabbath or Sabbath or something. <laughs> Absolution 6, look it up, Is fucking dark days. But, uh, so, then, like... <sighs> I think Hawkins Hawkins gets me a, a working number for Shane Douglas, and uh, and you were picking up people from the airport, so you sent me the number. Yeah, I was getting like I was getting Sanjay Dutt, I think. So I sent him the number, and uh, like he had he called Shane Douglas at like I think 4 p.m.
2: Yeah, and he didn't answer, so I text him, and I get a response back. I'll call you in five minutes. Well, five minutes became an hour, so I'm panicking at this point because I'm thinking we're gonna have to book Big Mo maybe.
1: Yeah, like like, and the the thing is is like, you know, we wanted uh, like as much as this was going to be like a student show and things like that, uh, we also wanted to make sure that there was some sort of like star you know stars there like uh, former television stars or whatever because you know this is a new area for us that we're trying to kind of build up and you know we had put a lot of advertising into you know. Former WWE star uh, Brian Myers will be here, you know, and uh, TNA TNA star Grado. Uh, We put a lot in the advertising, so we wanted to come up with something because now this this match is just not happening at all at this point. Um, So, like, my stress level was fucking through the roof because... Like I didn't want, uh, like I didn't want to disappoint people or people be like, oh, like fuck these guys, they're false advertising shit. Yeah,
2: because uh, we we did an ad for the show, and I think the top three names were Grado, Brian Myers, and Sheena, and only Sheena was there and Sanjay. But yes, yeah, I so, mean half of the names were gone at that point.
1: Right. So like we're like we're freaking out just based on like you know disappointing fans and like uh, kind of getting that like bad reputation, that bad, like, oh, independent wrestling, like... Especially because Lake
2: County has been burned countless times.
1: Yeah, like, there's really no wrestling there anymore, but there used to be, it used to be a pretty, like, consistent area, you know, 15 years ago, so, like, we're trying to, like, rebuild that back up, and uh, we're, like, freaking out, and then... uh,
2: So, So, I finally text Shane, and I'm like, listen, man, it's been an hour, what's the deal? And he calls me immediately and was like, sorry... I can't talk and send emails at the same time on my phone. Uh, So then he's How many
1: emails did he say he sent for the day? uh,
2: 328 emails, I think he said. That's a lot of
1: fucking emails, man. He's got
2: a lot of stuff going on right now.
1: 328 emails is why he couldn't call us back.
2: He's got a lot of business going on. And then,
1: so my favorite part of this story is we like Biggins talks to him and then he goes, oh, hold on. I just got to get a babysitter.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be he there. did say that. And then he had me describe like almost street-by-street street directions from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to Men Around the Lake, Ohio – and then this is about five minutes of, you know, you take this road and then you take this road. And then he goes, eh, fuck it. I got a GPS. Oh <laughs> Text me the address.
1: But, like, that was, like, that uh, th- by far my favorite thing of the whole story is, uh, well, the two things. A- I sent 328 emails in the last hour. And, oh, yeah, I'll be there. I just got to get a babysitter. like <laughs> So uh, Shane Douglas, like, you know, we have the order set or whatever. And uh, whatever Hawkins and Grado was supposed to be on like fourth or something like that. Um, and then, you know, we talked to Carson and we say, hey, you know, you're going to be working with Shane Douglas. Not sure when he's going to get here, yeah. but we're trying to keep it on, on the first half uh, be- because we know if we put it on the first half, you know, he could go out of intermission or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we we wanted the space it's just like
2: up. with the flow of the show. It worked.
1: Right. So. Shane Douglas rolls in at match three, and he's on fifth.
2: And I was texting him
1: the whole time, and he's like, I'm almost there, man. Don't worry. I'm, I'm on my way. And the, My favorite thing is uh, me, Biggins, Sanjay Dutt, and Josh Prohibition decided – because the locker room the, – the place is super small, so we just decided to make the, uh, the back parking lot our locker room, <laughs> the which water. is – by the dumpster. Yeah. The people EC three got dressed by the dumpster. <laughs> we had people in the U-Haul. There's a, a pile of carpet
2: that Ray Lynn was just sitting on.
1: Yeah. All 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 the luchadors were in like some uh some like uh like Alley tra- rain? No, they were like on like a like a landscaping trailer that was oh, parked back yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, well, was...
0: wasn't the place going like renovations and they had all oh, the uh, stuff. Well, was, like, yeah, outside? they
1: said okay, Thorne could tell you the text. Yeah, so the guy the guy tells me like, hey, you're gonna love it, man. Renovated the whole place. Uh twenty percent more room in here. They didn't tell us that they were currently renovating the place, and when we would show up, there'd be people sawing things. Yeah, we had to wait oh, with the man.
2: ring for an hour while they were building the entire building.
1: Yeah, they were like they were like basically renovating it that afternoon. Yeah. So like the space that we used for the locker room had like before had like saws and like pieces of wood and, like, random metal and drills and fucking machinery. Uh, yeah, it looked like a Home Depot,
2: like, just spilled all over the locker
1: yeah, room. Yeah, it was a fucking, like, the locker room turned into a Lowe's real quick. So uh, we just, like, we're like, fuck it, it's nice out. Like, let's uh, let's just dress outside. So uh, myself, Biggins, uh, Sanjay Dutt, and Josh Prohibition decided we were going to play the game. Uh, what kind of car does Shane, J- <laughs> Shane Douglas drive? <laughs> <laughs> because we're waiting for the franchise. So, to up. I went with a small sized SUV similar to a Rav Four. I said Explorer. Uh, what did Sonjay say? I don't. I don't uh, remember. I forgot Jetta. Maybe <laughs> I, I think he said some kind of sedan of some sort.
2: Yeah. So, anyways, this brand new couldn't land, fucking believe it this brand new land rover like all oh, pimped out this thing must have cost 80,000 dollars i go
1: there's fucking Shane Douglas right we there we thought
2: Shane Douglas pulled up it was like a 75 year old woman he yeah,
1: that lyco startup money man
2: yeah i told sanjay i'd sign on the dotted line immediately if that was him in that land yeah, rover yeah i'd be going
1: to vegas for sure for that new startup but it wasn't shane he it, no it was an old lady looking for directions he rolled up in about a and th- like a th- 2010 ford fusion oh man so but you know that's just kind of the like we're just fucking you passing that time. with
2: the pro wrestling versus zombie money
1: yeah yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> but uh i mean like it, i couldn't believe how fucking pumped people were when for the fucking franchise like well, okay, the reaction so, was great because like i loved i love the franchise i loved shane douglas i loved ecw i love the triple threat but like Being promoters, uh, we've we have gathered over time that our likes are kind of lost in the current generation. Sometimes the fucking millennials. Yeah, so like you got to think about ECW is fucking almost twenty years ago. So you know, I'm like, this is cool, but I'm also worried. Like nobody's gonna get it. Nobody's gonna give a fuck. Like uh, you know, did we just spend like money just? You know, to have to have a star here that no one's going to care about.
2: Yeah, it, it got to the point where are we just booking a name to make ourselves feel better about running the show? Would people care if Grado and Brian Myers weren't there? We don't know if this is like a reality thing, but in our heads,
1: we don't want like we don't want to under deliver. Yeah, but so, but I'm also worried that delivering Shane Douglas is going to under deliver too because like. Uh, we're fully aware that Shane Douglas is not the Shane Douglas of, you know, 1997 anymore. Yeah. Uh,
2: but in his defense, like, he's had some good uh, outings recently, like Alpha 1 up in Canada and stuff. So we weren't like...
1: Don't give fucking Ethan Page no a <laughs> fucking free plug.
2: <laughs> we weren't worried it was going to be a train wreck. We were just worried for our own. We were just worried that people weren't going to fucking know. Yeah. And, like... Dude, people lost their fucking shit. Well, he shows up. He shows up literally fifteen minutes before his match. Goes up change.
1: Oh yeah. So like I walk up to him. This is like he goes into the fucking Home Depot area of of the locker room upstairs. I, I go up there. Like you know, uh, the potato or somebody goes, "Hey man, you're on in one match." So he's like, "Okay, cool." You know, he didn't even fucking care. Uh, super professional. Like that's the, that is the fucking like sign of a professional. You're on in 15 minutes. Just gets out of the fucking Ford Fusion. That no, no not not even a fucking and, hesitation. And not to pull the curtain back
2: too far, but him and Carson like uh, introduced each other to it. You know, they introduced themselves
1: to each other. I I, I, I walk up to Shane and I go, "Here, man." uh, I'm John. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Cause I know this fucking guy has no fucking idea that he's worked for us before has no idea that i fucking worked for extreme reunion or rising or whatever the fuck it was called Has no fucking idea. So I just introduce myself to him. Like I'm a brand new guy. I give him his envelope full of money. And I say, um, you know, he's going to come up. Carson's going to come out, cut a heel promo. You're going to interrupt, uh, do whatever you want to do. You're, you're over with the belly to belly. And, um, he goes, cool, man, no problem. And uh that fucking guy changed the finish, man. He was yeah. just like in the, in the ring. Dude, there's this guy, there's this guy in the crowd. His name is Juicy Jack Package. This guy was screaming belly to belly for 25 <laughs> straight minutes when Shane Douglas came out. Belly to belly. Belly to belly. And I walk up to him, I go, You're gonna fucking see that belly to belly, man. I promise you. Yeah. And he goes, Really? I go, fucking right, you're gonna see that belly to belly suplex fucking Shane Nuggles changes the finish (laughs) (laughs) this guy was so pissed at me he goes you motherfucker you told me I would see a belly to belly I said hey it was in the script I said he changed the finish yeah but uh the thing
2: I was gonna say about you know him and Carson introduce each other he introduced themselves to each other and Carson's like well what do you want to do and Shane Nuggets is like I don't know but let's talk about Pittsburgh
1: Penguins man they won the cup (laughs) like and uh You know, if Brian Carson maybe had fifty matches, dude is, I mean, like never been in a situation like this before in his life. He's
2: never worked somebody that higher level than him.
1: Worked with man. Come on, didn't Necro Butcher teach you anything? Ah, Dylan, what's up, Dylan? You're not you work the fans, man. You work with your other your opponent, man. But uh, so like. Brian Carson is probably losing his fucking mind, you know, because he's never done anything that's not called. Oh, he was and, pacing locker room like Johnny piano. Like, yeah, he was just like, and they go out there and they have a really good fucking match, and then like Carson terrified, terrified, I'm going to be mad, like terrified that like I think he changed something. He walks right to me, he goes, Shane Douglas's idea, man. I'm so yeah. sorry. It was just, I, I told him I had to lose, and uh, I was like, it's fine, man. I don't fucking, you know, I don't care, you know, if that's what he wanted to do. And, you know, Shane's point was, um, hey, you know, I, I'm probably not going to be back here. Uh, y- you are, so you you should beat me. And, uh, you know, props to him for doing that because you never know with some of these stars. You know, some of these guys don't want to fucking – Yeah, big they, egos. They big don't want to lose. Yeah. They don't want to do shit. So, you know, props to Shane Douglas for that. And, and, like, it was, like, a highly competitive match too. Yeah, you know, and, uh, you know, not, not to, you know – not for nothing, like, you know, Shane Douglas has not looked so good in recent years, and, you know, he looked he, he looked like, you know, he's dropped quite a, a considerable amount of weight. He looked really good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was very with it, uh, cut a nice promo, and then uh, that, you know, he cuts everywhere, but no, nobody there no knew that. Oh, people there were going crazy for the uh, interviews. But, like, people lost their fucking mind. Like, I've never experienced, as a promoter, I've never experienced so much positivity. Like, I'm walking to get a beer or something, and literally 20 people as I walk by are grabbing me and hugging me and just saying, the fucking franchise, man, how'd you do it? And, like, I thought nobody was going to give a fuck. And you know? while you're on one side, I'm on the other side getting the exact same. And, like, I was just like, dude, like, I fucking uh, booked Flamita, who I had to fly from Mexico City, and people are losing their minds over fucking the franchise <laughs> Shane Douglas. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it's just like... I, I, But I think if we would advertise Shane Douglas, nobody would give a fuck. Yeah. But the fact that he was there as a surprise, literally nobody saw him because he got there 15 minutes before his match. Like, I think there was just, that was just a genuine reaction from people, uh, which is, you know, which is cool. And the react, like, watching the crowd from my vantage point,
0: when his music started playing, people were looking at each other like, okay, who is this? And then all of a sudden they saw Shane Douglas and they're like, oh my God, Shane Douglas is here. It was that delayed pop from the music. To where they actually saw him coming through the curtain, it was great.
2: Right, and ironically, Shane Douglas texted me today looking for
1: more dates, so he might be a mentor on the lake guy. Oh yeah, we got to bring him and Carson back. man. Yeah. we got to bring <laughs> yeah. it back. Uh, but like you know, the, that was you know that's just one of the you know like just fucking weird things that we have to deal with. But you know, we probably could have got by fine with if we didn't book Shane Douglas. But I think mentally, we just can't handle it. Yeah, like we need to do something, like because. I don't know like I know what it's like I I know what it was like when I was going to fucking indie shows when I was fucking 15 years old and I'd be like Real pumped to see somebody and they just wouldn't fucking be there. Uh like it's dis- it's disappointing, you know well, what I mean. Like, real
2: quick, I'll tell a bait and switch story, it's only gonna take a second. But I went to a show in Youngstown, Ohio once, and Dan the B Severn and Virgil had a match before intermission and they went to a double count out and the, the Hank Hudson announced that the main event tonight is gonna be a steel cage match between Dan the B Severn and Virgil. Fucking main event went on, wasn't the cage match. Virgil is uh, selling his autographs out in the front lobby. I was so mad. So that's my...
1: So, like, but, like, you know, we went to these shows, you know, and saw stuff like that. So, like, to not be able to deliver something, like, it just, I don't know, it makes my conscience feel better. You know, I don't know. Like, I don't want to feel like we're, like, ripping people off. Um, we might be the only promoters that ever felt that way. Well, yeah, we're also the only promoters that don't pay ourselves, probably. But yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, like, and... The show I thought turned out a, a lot better than initially planned. You know, Eric Ryan replaced Joey Janela. They had a fucking bloodbath, brutal of chaos. Um, and you know, that, that's just you know, Eric Ryan. Well, I don't even know if we discussed this. And, you know, Jaylett, He came back. He's not. He wasn't even cleared to wrestle yet when he came back. At Jaylit, he was just there, and we needed somebody. And the same thing, you know. He was,
2: he brought up the point that he'll never know if he's ready unless he just jumps in the deep end.
1: Right, you know, so he was just like, hey, you know, I want to wrestle Facade if you don't have a replacement for Janela. So, you know, we went with that. And, like... Guy looks like a fucking million bucks, too, now. Yeah, dude, he's fucking... He definitely has been hitting the gym in the uh, in his in his off season or jacked. whatever you want to call it, jacked. But uh, you know, and then fucking Sonjay Dutt and Josh Prohibition. I don't know if anybody got what they did or why we did that match, but it was so fucking entertaining for me and probably Biggins and probably oh, I was laughing my ass maybe off. Maybe three other people, but like, um, you know, that's another thing that's you know, twenty years old almost at this point. They were both in the best of backyard wrestling video series, um probably two of the only guys that ended up going legit and they're still out there doing it. And they played up on this fucking CZW XPW rivalry, which nobody like not a chance. Anybody at the fucking show even got it. But I was laughing my fucking ass off. And like, I think they were even corpsing in the ring because like by the time that this match happens, I had been fucking drinking some beers that I had stored away in the U-Haul for quite some time. Uh, so they come out and Sonjay Dutt just starts defending fucking C C W over Josh Prohibition leaving for XPW and Josh Prohibition's
2: kind of promos about shitty paydays and trans and Yeah,
1: and like I'm fucking like I'm losing my mind. No there's no way that anybody is gonna get what they did besides like fucking words and Mike versus Philly, maybe. But like it's such a long time ago. What's up, words? Yeah, what's up words. But like it's so fucking like I that like what's in the basement Klopeck is like just like everything that's great about fucking independent wrestling because it was just a fun show with so much fucking random shit on it. Like uh like we could probably never pull the trigger on that on like a AIW show at Mount Carmel. Like I feel like that's a different kind of you know, that's a different crowd. It's a bigger crowd. Uh but at these shows that men are on the lake, where it's kind of like a new crowd, and then you know some of the AIW diehard fans go out there. I feel like we could just have fun, and it doesn't matter what we do.
2: And you know, I don't know how well it translates to DVD because we haven't watched it yet, but it's coming out soon. But uh, I definitely think like a live experience. It was excellent. And fans were saying that that it was so much fun. And, you know, it's it's not taken as seriously, but it is as serious as, like, a Mount Carmel show. But it's just kind of a looser environment. Like, looser
1: format. And, like, I think I think that's something that, like, maybe the, I don't know, the internet or the Twitter fans or whatever you want to call them. Like, they, they fail to, like, comprehend that you have to provide a live experience. You know, we're not just producing video. Um, we have to produce a live experience because, you know... These are people that the the live crowd is the lifeblood of a of a independent wrestling promotion. You know uh, those. You know them coming and you know buying tickets and buying merch live at the show. Like that's you know that's how companies exist. So you have to cater to them and provide you know a live experience. Um, you know, fuck, I say um a lot, but they uh, EC three versus Rex Brody. That's another thing that was. I don't know how that will translate to DVD, but live it was a fucking blast. They're doing shots on the bar. They're, you know, they're they're yelling like it. it was interactive. You know, EC3 is you know yelling and doing all this kind of vocal you know vocal crowd work. Uh, it, it's just so people don't understand that it's hard to find that that balance of producing a video, yet also just producing a live experience. Like Shane Douglas. DVD audience is probably not going to give a fuck. But as we said, li- live, people went nuts. Um On the flip side of that, she- Sonjay Dutt and Josh Prohibition yapping about CZW versus XPW, that might apply more to the video audience because the Cleveland audience has no fucking idea what they're talking
2: but about. But on the East Coast, that was like the biggest thing in history.
1: Right. Uh, so it, it, there's just a fine line. And, you, you know, I it'd be hard to, you know, I, I'd... Feel disappointed if we didn't talk about Shayna Baszler. Oh, uh, uh, the best! And you know how how much she has progressed for having ten or twelve matches or whatever it is at this point. Uh, you know her her versus Veda Scott is definitely something that she has never encountered before, and it was a unique kind of learning experience for her. But that's why you know we wanted we wanted to do that. Uh, and there's just I, I was very happy with the show. I don't know what people are going to feel about it either way, but I thought for everything that went wrong, uh, a lot of it went right. You know, we were forced to put a, the majority of the students in the opening scramble. It's a little messy. Uh, there was some near-death experiences Ooh. in it. Jeez, yeah. Gary the King baller went straight down on his fucking dome on a dive, but luckily he was okay. Uh
2: Dr. Dan uh, got hurt. Uh, yeah, I don't he know tore exactly. his like,
1: pectoral, mu- pectoral muscle. Uh, but, you know, the, that's, you know, unfortunately, it, initially we wanted to give them all singles matches and kind of, you know, have them, you know, work work with veteran guys. And when dudes are hitting you up and saying, hey, I, I want to get on the show. Yeah,
2: it's hard to turn down EC3 and Grado and all these other guys.
1: And DJZ and, you know, the... The lucha, the luchadors uh, also – I think people didn't – that crowd especially did not know what to expect uh, with the Lucha Libre talent, uh, especially during the Lucha tag. They were kind of like, what am I fucking watching right now? And then as they kept going, the crowd got really, really fucking hyped for uh, the go-home sequence and, and stuff like that. But that's the thing is uh, this is a whole kind of new area that there's maybe – 15 AIW regular fans there. The rest are just random people from Lake County, which, you know, this is over an hour away from Mount Carmel where we normally do our shows. So we're just trying to set up a, a new kind of location, and we'll be able to do, I don't know, four or five shows there a year. And the thing with that, with as a person watching, if you
0: got a ticket, you had wrestling happen in your lap because there was – F- a few I mean, matches the place is the place is pretty yeah. small and the few matches you know there were there were fight you know wrestling throughout the whole place and jumping you know flying off the second floor balcony I yeah, mean it's
1: multiple balcony dives Lomita did a moonsault out of the balcony I believe so you had uh, facade jump jumped, yeah, elbow jumped out of the balcony so and that's the thing we were trying to kind of provide a more wild experience because it is a bar um, mm-hmm. it and it's it's new fans so you got to kind of. Try to you know show them like that live experience that I was like talking a more about.
2: exciting because I think there was a lot of non wrestling fans even there
1: yeah and you know it, that's the thing about that place it's so small there's not a bad seat in there we just do twenty dollars uh, general admission and people were there people were lined up there at like two p.m. the the venue was like you know we were having trouble with you know it's a whole other like ordeal but like our mics weren't working all we were having all this you know audio audio trouble and the venue is like screaming as you got to open doors because they're a legitimate venue. And Flamita's
2: flight got in literally at bell time.
1: Yeah, Flamita's flight got delayed. So you know, he landed at 630, which is an hour away from the venue. So we're trying to stall, you know, and the venue, they're used to running concerts and things like that. And they want to get people in there drinking and buying food and things. So they're like, you guys got to fucking open these doors. You guys got to fucking open these doors. And we had so much going wrong before the show uh, and we were trying to stall. I th- think, you know, we ended up stalling after we even let people in, we pushed the show start back to 8 PM or something like that. Maybe a little after, uh, but you know, that's it, just, you know, so many things were going wrong. And, and what's day. funny
2: with this forum of the podcast, uh, everybody was super cool about, you know, delays and stuff. And everybody was joking about how they can't wait to hear about it on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Like, you know when, when doors are about to open and the mics are dead and they won't charge and they won't turn on and we're sending our students like there's nowhere there's nowhere close you can get a working microphone to Mentor on the Lake, Ohio we sent our student Kurt to a radio shack and then he's calling on his way there and they didn't have it, we sent him to a guitar center which ended up being an hour round trip uh, we got one set of mics to work briefly and then Kurt our student he you would recognize him most by uh, he's always wearing a tank top or a wife beater uh he he Works ended up, his favorite student yeah he should he ended up showing up uh with some piece of equipment i don't know anything about audio equipment but jeff Traxler, who does uh our sound he needed some piece of equipment to charge up the mics because the power source was broken or something like that so you know we're, like after all the brian myers flight and the grado stuff we're getting ready to open and then we have no fucking microphones and
2: we still don't know where shane is and
1: yeah shane shane was missing flamita's flight was delayed uh, we had the potato we had the potato at the airport uh, looking for the laredo kid who laredo kid always goes missing somehow <laughs> for
2: 3 hours at a time always
1: he'll miss for multiple hours at a time and uh you know, he was with Randy, who was uh, trying to translate, and he was waiting for Flamita, who speaks zero English, uh, an hour away. in In at the time, it was rush hour. Right when he, you know, right when he landed, and
2: we still don't know where Laredo Kid was until he found him.
1: Right, but you know, all in all, I think I think it worked out. I guess. Uh, peep, the fans or whoever would probably be you know the uh, the judge and jury on that. If they liked it, we liked it. If <laughs> yeah, They liked it, we liked it. Right. Paul Heyman, beyond the mat style. But uh, yeah, you know, I I don't know. Uh, I guess send me your feedback once you see what's in the basement. At Klopek on DVD or MP4 at Smart Mark Video.
0: Yeah, I thought it was
1: you know overall a great show thing, and then I heard some... the
0: commentary
2: sucked.
1: Well, don't have me back then. Shout out to Sonjay Dutt for giving me a free shirt because Facade uh, got Surge all over it. <laughs> what a waste of Surge. Man, fuck. Sonjay was fucking pissed. But, uh, yeah, you know, that's just, I guess, kind of a brief description on of what we had to go through. Those
0: shirts are as good as gold. <laughs> They're as good as gold. <laughs> Global force gold. Bottom line, will we see uh, a show back out there soon?
1: Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, they've, they've actually uh, already asked us to come back. We just... We have so many things kind of on the schedule right now. I don't want to over overdo it. You know what I mean? Uh, we, you know, we have July twenty second, August sixth, August twenty sixth, September 9th. So that's a lot of shows in a small kind of window. So maybe late September we, or something like that. We would, you know, we'll give something to try out and men on the lake. I definitely want to space it out because I don't want to. I don't want to kill the, the town. kill yeah. the territory, as they say. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts, guys? Any final? uh, final?
2: Thanks for everybody uh, to come out to men on the Lake. I know it's hard for a lot of people to travel that far out, but uh, for the people that do, we appreciate it.
1: My final thought is that guy that runs Vegas Fuel said he was going to send me some free Vegas Fuel, and he never did. So tweet him and uh, tell him to send me some free Vegas Fuel because this is how I get through these podcasts. (laughs) All right. This has been episode number five. The card is going to
0: change, presented by AIW. Happy 4th of July, by the way, everybody. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, this is coming out. This will be out July 4th. So uh, God bless America. But also, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store. Follow Twitter on Twitter, AI Wrestling, Facebook, Instagram. Visit AIWrestling.com for events, merch, and more. Leave feedback on this episode on Twitter and Facebook pages of AIW. And for John Thorne and Chandler Biggins, I'm Glenn Moore. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks.